Butker trying to line this up. Winchester will snap it. Polkwit will hold it. Twenty twenty tie. High snap. Pull down. Butker's kick is up. It is right down the boulevard. It's good. And the Chiefs take a twenty three to twenty lead with four seconds left in regulation. And Harrison Butker kicks them. You know what? Welcome to the Chiefs Kingdom. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? This is the Arrowheads Abroad podcast show, the show for all international Kansas City Chiefs fans everywhere. In order for us to talk Chiefs, we need a couple of diehard Chiefs fans to get us give us their thoughts. One is the Arrowheads Abroad Supremo, Tom Childs, and then there's me, Brad Simcox, the Skip <laughs> Bayless of the trio. <laughs> How are we going, bud? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Um, when you said a couple, I thought I was convinced you were just going to introduce me and then... Dave, who's even a surprise guest, here. yeah. Um, the Skip Bayless, I, I think that's probably fair, yeah, to say. Yeah, I would, I would put you on par with him in terms of talking nonsense. <laughs> him or Colin Cowherd? Oh, he chats a lot of rubbish as well, doesn't he? <laughs> they all do, really. The so only I'm... one I like a little bit is Nick Wright, but that's purely because he supports the Chiefs, yeah. So maybe there's a little bit of bias there, but. There's a bit of passion with Nick Wright, though, isn't there? There's a bit of passion in there when he's 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 having a go at uh, CC. I think so. Yeah. Um, obviously, everything they say is clickbait. But <laughs> yeah. At least Nick Wright's is biased towards yeah the Chiefs a little bit, so I, I can kind of. Why is my it. phone ringing? I have. This is no so idea. professional, isn't it? It is. Uh, do you still have have a house phone? Yes. Oh wow. <laughs> It's 2018. I didn't realise people still have house phones. Yeah, yeah, we still have a house phone, yeah. I, oh. I don't know why, because we never use it. Is it in the hallway, like by the stairs? Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's normally where they are, though, isn't it? No, no, yeah. we've got one in the front room, one upstairs. We're quite posh, we've got one in the bedroom. Uh, is it cordless? or? Oh, yes. Oh, very oh, posh. Oh, yes. Yeah. I was expecting you to say it was one of the ones where you have to hold the bit to the ear and then wind <laughs> it up every individual number. <laughs> Where do you think we live? I really don't know, to be honest. <laughs> the 1800s or something, yeah? <laughs> yeah, something like that. You are old. <laughs> oh, a bit like Skip Bayless, huh? Yeah, a bit like Skip Bayless. <laughs> and you skip, wind up, skip. <laughs> and you wind up home phone. <laughs> do, you yeah. answer, do you answer the home phone with like your number, like people used to? Because I, I, when I lived... In my old house years ago, and I was a kid. My granddad used to do that. Well, my mum used to do it. She used to always answer the phone with two five four one two five. I'm like, <laughs> mum, they know the number because they rang it. <laughs> Why are you confirming it? Just say hello. Yeah. <laughs> Saying that, I've been told I've got a really posh phone voice. And my girlfriend actually tells me that I put on a different voice for this podcast than I do normally. Really? She, yeah, she says normally that when. I'm at home, blah blah, blah doing anything. I'm like, yeah, fucking this, yeah, come on, ask me, fucking what? <laughs> and then as soon as I get on the podcast and turn a mic, I'm like, hello, hello, welcome, my name's Tom. Welcome to the Arrowheads of World podcast. <laughs> you want to hear me off the podcast? Really? Yeah. Do, you, do you growl? <laughs> I, uh, uh. 
<laughs> Hello, Dave. Hello, Dave. Yeah, uh, yeah. For the uh, the eagle-eared viewers of us, <laughs> do eagles have ears? <laughs> Dave isn't with us. Um, we've kind of lost him. We don't know where he is. He's not a set of car keys now, is he? Um, yeah. So what we'll do, we'll just crack on with the show anyway. And if he joins us, he joins us. If not, you've just got me and Tom. But uh, we're the best two anyway. So. Um, Let's talk a bit of Chiefs. Let's talk what the hell has been going on over the last few days. Um, the big news, and I want to get your thoughts on this because I've already I've already done my video and all that on YouTube, and everybody knows my thoughts on this. But the Kareem Hunt situation, I wanted to have a chat with you about it because there's a lot of mixed emotions with why the Chiefs have released him. Was the video enough to release him, or was it, you know, was it the mistrust with the Chiefs, all that kind of thing? Um, what is your take on this, Tom? Because I'd love to know, mate. I really will, because I haven't spoken to you since the actual situation happened, do we? My take, wow. Um, it's really How long have hard. we got? <laughs> it, it's, it's a really hard subject to comment on, and it it's not a subject we can ignore. Like, part of me this morning did think, do we actually want to talk about Kareem Hunt or. Should we just get on with the game? Because everyone's been talking about Kareem Hunt so far this season. But it's almost too big a story to yeah. to ignore. Massive, and, and I apologise if I rub people up the wrong way and or barking up the wrong tree if some people don't agree with my opinion. It's just the way I feel about it. I know some people feel very strongly one way. Some people feel very mm. strongly the other. And there's some people that just sit in the middle and don't really know what to think. About the entire <laughs> situation. Um, for me, the first thing you need to acknowledge is that Kareem Hunt was an asshole for what he did. Yeah, that's the that's the biggest point of all of this. What he did was very wrong. Although it was sensationalized by certain a certain headline, Kareem uh, Hunt like, brutalizes woman. You, that was what yeah. a lot of it was, wasn't it? Yeah, of course. And what I want to say straight off the bat that this is not Ray Rice two yeah. It's not as bad as that. It's not, but it's still very, very, very wrong. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, if I was there and I witnessed someone doing that to someone that I knew, my partner or my mum or anything like that, mm. I would go berserk. Um, whether or not I'd be able to make a dent on a 225 pound running back in the NFL, I'm not too sure. I think you've got the skills, mate. I think you could have a bit of windmilling going on with the arms. Yeah, <laughs> just like Bart Simpson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think you um, could take him. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But the, the point is, what he did was wrong. But now you, you yeah. move on to the second part of it, and that's the, the dishonesty of it. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think you're right there. I mean, the, the fact that he, 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 no matter how we you know, argue about it, whether how hard of a kick it was or how soft a kick it was, it, he struck a woman, it was on the floor, basically. Yes, 100%. Um, and that was, that was ultimate. I mean, if, if that didn't happen and it was just the pushing and shoving around, I don't think we'd be talking about this in the same way. But the fact that he was, she was on the floor, he, he, he tapped her with a kick, basically. Um, but the fact that he actually made contact was, was the big, the, it was a big point there massive yeah. thing yeah um, my worry with it always that yeah had it just been them two i think you could be talking about a far worse assault oh god yeah. than, than that than yeah. what actually happened um but yeah it the kick was only a little kick but the fact of the matter is that you you cannot do that yeah um, so the the next thing that is ultimately the main reason why the chiefs got rid of him 
was the fact that he did not he didn't speak the truth of when this happened back in February, did he? No. And that's not shouldn't be the only reason why the Chiefs got rid of him. I do think it is a factor. But the issue with what happened here was is that Kareem Hunt had by all accounts had multiple opportunities to tell the Chiefs about what happened and had he done that then the Chiefs would have punished him but I think they probably would have kept him on the roster Yeah, and I think the same would have been said had they had access to the video earlier in the year I think they probably would have kept him on the on on the roster and punished him and tried to set an example that way but the Chiefs just lost all trust for Kareem Hunt as soon it's a quick interjection here because hello Dave I'm not up to speed on things but (laughs) for some reason um, may have missed the the start you're getting a watch for Christmas (laughs) thing is I'm I'm wearing it straight up wearing it (laughs) Um, oh that's bad I know yeah Go on, Dave. What's your take on this this whole situation so, with the Kareem Hunt? Uh, what I've heard today is that apparently the Chiefs tried to get hold of the video, and the NFL told them leave it, hmm. which is interesting to me because apparently the NFL were doing their own investigation into it. Um, so at that point, apparently the Chiefs stopped trying to get hold of the video for whatever hmm. reason. Um, so, obviously, took Kareem at his word. Videos finally come out, and yeah, doesn't look too good for for Kareem, does it? Well, it's um, not as as described, was it? Really, it no, wasn't. This, uh, this is what the issue. If Kareem Hunt is honest from the get go with the Chiefs, they have the full story and they can punish him accordingly. And I'm sure if they gave, if he gave them the correct account, they would have chased. <laughs> the video even harder to, mm. to clarify what he says but they rightly or wrongly decided to trust the player and that got that backfired massively on Friday when the video came out the, the problem yeah. is apparently this isn't Hunt's first incident there was apparently another incident earlier in the year don't know yeah, the ins two, and outs it? of it yeah. um, so you do kind of start to think is he worth the trouble Mm. Um, especially with the view the NFL has taken on um, I guess domestic violence now Mm. even though this is not technically a domestic but you know violence in general and especially you know violence against women seems to be certainly a, a, a big issue at at the minute, um, just take Ezekiel Elliott last year, um, yeah. and obviously the whole Ray Rice thing that sort of kicked this into gear. And obviously, you kind of look at the Reuben Foster getting cut a few weeks, well, a couple of weeks back, and the yeah. backlash the the Redskins faced um, for for picking him up, and. You know, I, as much as it sucks to lose a, a player of Hunt's talent, you kind of can't really fault the Chiefs organization for doing what they've done. Because, I say, I've I've heard people bring up Tyreek Hill a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, that's in the that's last, another issue, yeah. The last few days, and... <sighs> 
I kind of I look at it slightly differently. Um, obviously, you know what Hill did is inexcusable as well, but you, you take into the account that you know he was much younger at the time. He was obviously probably, I guess, didn't have the the right people around him. Mm. You would think. I think um, with the I think with the Hill situation, it's different to this because he was upfront and honest about what had happened, it's, and everything had been he he'd gone through the legal system. He'd, he'd you know he'd done his punishment and and all that kind of thing. The chiefs had the opportunity to do their due due diligence around it. Kind of mm-hmm. easy for me to say. And and that's probably why they felt as though they had all the information there that they could actually take a punt on the guy. Where the Hunt situation was, he kept things from them, so they couldn't they couldn't do anything about it. They couldn't do any damage limitation or anything like that, could they? No, but I say it shouldn't be about you know the chiefs having to do damage limitation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they knew all the facts up front. There would there'd be no need to do yeah. damage limitation. Um, and I say, I think, while obviously I don't agree with what Hill did either, Hunt's kind of made a rod for his own back yeah. with how he sort of went about things. And yeah, I just think with how much of a hot topic it's become probably in the last sort of 18 months or so. Mm. Within the NFL, I just yeah, I struggle to to see what else the Chiefs could really have done in this situation um, without you know painting themselves in a bad light. The uh, the thing is that this is really fired a warning shot to any other young player in the NFL now. Any well, any player in the NFL, not just young. <sighs> that. You know, something like this can literally ruin your career. The problem is, Any I don't think it like will. That that that's no, part well, of the yeah, problem. That's the thing. Yeah, uh, it yeah. won't because say nobody picks. No, same nobody claims hunt off waivers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before the deadline what was it four p.m. today? I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, say no one picks him up. He's a free agent. He's free to sign wherever he wants. Now, obviously, it involves him having to, you know, set out a suspension period of however many games once he does sign with the team. Um, but you don't think there's going to be a team that will take a punt? And now he's not going to be on a rookie contract. He'll be a free agent if no one claims him. So he'll be able to sign for whatever money he wants. And it's kind of like, where's... Like, yeah, you have to... You lose maybe... A season probably but then he's going to be making more money than he probably was when he was with the Chiefs if he signs elsewhere it's kind of like mm, I'm not really sure where the lesson is in, in that for, for mm. Kareem Hunt to be perfectly honest yeah. I, I don't know I've, I've financially I think he will be worse off long term because he's not going to be able to demand the money that he would have probably been given by the Chiefs in two seasons time I do agree that he is going to get signed I think it is is inevitable mm-hmm. I don't think any teams will be rushing to do it yet I think he'll probably 
won't be picked up in the first out of free agency. I think you are probably looking towards the, the end of summer next next year when he does eventually get picked up. Um, but the Chiefs done the right thing at the end of the day. The Chiefs could not have this on their record. They could not face this type of criticism again like they did with Tyreek Hill just two and a half year, years ago. I'm, I was worried of how it was going to affect the Chiefs going into yesterday and I think it clearly did. Um, but maybe yeah. that's where we should go next is on on yesterday's game and the knock on effect of it all because we could yeah. we could talk about this for an hour and uh, unfortunately I think people are probably sick to death of hearing about it already although it's really it mm-hmm. is an important issue um, it, it literally has been my entire Facebook and Twitter timeline the mm. entire weekend it it does sound like we we we're all coming to the same conclusion that we agree with the Chiefs this was the right decision. It was the right decision to to release him, and that's it. End of the yes. end of story, basically, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the Chiefs have to move on from this now, and and we've got we've got some we've got some good running backs, I think, already. We've got some decent ones that we can use, um, and they'll do a job. And yeah, let's 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 go into the Raiders game. Really, uh, I think you're right. I think what you're saying is the there was clearly there was almost like a hangover wasn't there of the news that happened what 24 48 hours earlier um the chiefs didn't look as dynamic as they have been um and i couldn't really put my finger on it i I said in the first half i I said it looks pedestrian it looks as though nobody's really got out of this kind of fog Mm. um and again, I couldn't put my finger on it. Um, some of the drives that the Mahomes and the, the offense put together were brilliant. And then you had some three and outs. It was just very hit and miss, misfiring all the time. Um, I don't know what your guys' take on it was. Well, it's hard to be too critical about an offense that puts up 40 points well, in yeah. a game. But I think everyone will agree that it was underwhelming, in, mm. especially in the first half. It, something wasn't right. There was something hanging over this t- team, and it would do. This team spent had a week off, and then spent an entire week preparing for this game and how they were going to attack the the last quarter of the season and the postseason. This is what this big bye week was for. Then this, this shit happens on Friday. How are they going to be in the right mental state to perform? The how they should on a Sunday evening. It's just not going to work like that. There's no way in hell this doesn't affect the team. I think by halftime, they kind of got it out of their system. I think what really helped was the two-minute drive at the end of the half. Yeah. Um, because if they hadn't scored with those two minutes, um, with the, that, that two-minute drive, then the Raiders would have had an opportunity to come out in the second half and take the lead. And I think had they fallen behind to the Raiders, I really think we would have struggled yeah. um, to get back into it and have take the W. Yeah. I've got to say as well, uh, Dave called it on the previous uh, previous show. He said uh, Kelsey would have a game. Hmm. <laughs> and he clearly did. <laughs> he did. The yeah. best game ever by a, a Chiefs tight end. Yeah. Was um, he, is he, is he scored? Is he racked up the second? Is it the second most overall or something like that in the, in a game? Was it 168 yards he did or something? Something like that, wasn't it? It was the most ever by a Chiefs tight end. I don't know if it's second most overall. But is it? Uh, I know it's most ever by a Chiefs tight end. Right. Um. Yeah. I, I say it's one of those like. It was off. A little bit, um, you felt like we probably left another fourteen points mm-hmm. or so on the on the field, um, and yeah, <laughs> the main worry for me was the 
the defense. It, yeah. it just looked pedestrian. Um, you know, there's there's nothing to write home about on that Oakland offense, bar Jared Cook, really. And you say when they've got really got one specific offensive weapon, you think you should be able to handle him, you know, or at least do something to to take him out of the game. And then just the run defense looked so bad. And when yeah. you're going into a game against the Baltimore Ravens who have ran for insane yardage in the last three games. Well, the quarterback I mean, runs insane. as well, doesn't he? <laughs> it's, it's something like 800 yards or something, I think, in the last three games rushing, which is mental. Um, you can only help but fear a little bit and you're kind of looking at Mahomes and the offense again to sort of be like, right, let's hope we get up early and the Ravens <laughs> can't run the ball because if the Ravens do get hold of the ball and, you know, control the clock a little bit, you kind of worry a little bit based on, on what happened on Sunday night. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, and I think you're right there. I think with you saying about the Ravens game and everything, I think I think the defence, it's, you know, I don't know, it's almost going to play into their, their hands a little bit, I think, with that. I know, I know we need to talk about the Ravens game in another show, but um, if they're running the ball a lot more, it, it kind of nullifies the the defensive backs that we've got so I, I'm kind of hoping that that's going to benefit us a little bit but like you were saying the, the run defence it wasn't great but none of it really seemed to be great did it it was a good performance but it wasn't the I, usual great performance that we're so used to I think the um, we should count our lucky stars really when it comes to this because um, if it wasn't for those fumbles we're probably talking about a loss Yeah. Um, because they were pretty much our only positive plays on, on defence this yeah. day were the fumbles okay we had a couple of sacks but even still the sacks never really amounted to any stops mm. um, they just put them in a stickier situation every now and then um, had those fumbles not happened then I really really worry about these, this, the end result slight quick one on the Ravens I think with the Ravens is because Jackson is that bad at throwing well not that bad but he's putting up tiny numbers in the first to run I I think next week the Chiefs can probably sell out to stop the run so even if the Chiefs do go and end up stopping the rush next next week um, I wouldn't read into that as in the Chiefs rush defence is is solved because it it certainly wouldn't be Um, back to yesterday with back to the offence as well I, I think we really need to accept now that we have a bona fide, genuine superstar that can carry us through games, regardless of who's out there. Agreed. Because yeah. Mahomes yesterday, although he wasn't perfect, he was far from perfect. In fact, that was all him. Kelsey had a great game, but that win was all thanks to Mahomes. Like I generally think that's up there with probably his top five performances of the season. But Even yeah, though it looks terrible at times, he saying literally that, bro, put the team on his back yesterday. He did, yeah. And but saying that, how many overthrows were there? He overshot a lot of passes this time. Yeah, he, I think it was probably a case of him trying to force it a little bit because yeah. everything wasn't quite clicking. So I think he could kind of feel the urgency urgency from him to kind of just make something happen, which yeah. you know. You can forgive. I mean, the the thing that we forget and is insane is that this is literally only his thirteenth start in the NFL. He looks like a veteran, and so you know, like 
those those things are gonna happen. But I mean, he's still what threw for nearly three hundred yards, four touchdowns, yeah. no picks, and yeah. While there were a couple of shaky throws, possibly could have been picked off. Like, I mean, if that's a an off day, then. There's not really much to complain about, is there? (laughs) Not really, not. But I I think the way that we approached it, as well as fans, we were looking at this game, we were going, ah, we're going to throw a 50 up on them, they're not even going to get into double digits, are they? And I think probably our expectation of how this was going to go was a bit disappointing because we'd raised so so high an expectation on this team to just totally blow them out. Yeah, but uh, as we said before, I think if the Hunt thing doesn't come out on Friday, it's probably... a wildly different game yeah. um, so I think you have to take that into account and I'm hoping that is the case because obviously if we're not on on form against Baltimore we'll we'll get punished for it yeah yesterday um, was all about result that's all that yeah, mattered it was, yeah. um, we're at the business end of the season and especially what happened last week the performance really didn't matter in any way shape or form it was all about the winning on a day where everyone else won as well around us you just needed to get get the w and that's what we did we can worry about performances later in the season but right now in a divisional game on the road after all that crap on friday um we we have to be delighted with them pulling out the victory yesterday yeah i was i was actually going to bring up uh, your mate demetrius harris he seemed to play a lot of lot of snaps this time he did um he had a good game he I'm did not, didn't he? he he dropped a couple I, I can't remember him dropping any to be honest uh, no? no I can't I can obviously he made the catch from that throw that was just ridiculous and <laughs> I don't even know how we begin to start ranking Patrick Mahomes touchdown passes anymore or I thought that was intercepted I thought that I, I when when I saw the Raiders play diving in front of me I thought oh he's been intercepted there and then I, I looked and was it Demetrius Harris who caught it yeah, yeah. It was, well yeah. I mean it's sort of Lodged itself in <laughs> in Demetrius Harris's body, like it's still um, gonna dent he didn't have over. much choice. In, yeah, I was gonna say it just lodged itself there, not never to be moved ever again. I, I, I tell you what, I cannot wait to see the all twenty-two of that throw because oh, yeah. there was no decent camera angle there to demonstrate how tight a window it was because it went like a foul, Stupid Fouts kept saying on the broadcast, "Ah, oh, the Raiders should have." intercepted it or had it had made a play on it but i don't obviously we can find this out later but i don't think they could make a play i no. i think it was a tiny window and Mahomes just lasered it in like it is gonna be it's going to be in the top three of his throws this season yeah and i think it might end up after we see the old 22 be number one yeah i, I think it might be Technically, his best throw, but maybe doesn't catch the the headlines quite as much because it isn't a spectacular big play or anything mm. like that. You know, you look at it on, you know, on the box score and a thirteen yard touchdown pass to Demetrius Harris. You kind of yeah. go, oh, okay, cool. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So it might not get the attention it deserves, but yeah, I think technically and how tight a window it was and yeah just uh, an insane throw and uh, no one else can make that throw not a single there's no, I, maybe I, two having, or three quarterbacks that can make that throw I, i'm not even having the rogers the way that rogers is playing right now in 2018 aaron rogers can't make that throw 
we'll agree to disagree. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there's, there's, I think we can agree that there's very, very few people that can do that. As I reckon, the only person that could make that throw is the kid out of Rookie of the Year when once he's broken his arm. Right. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay. No. Fair. Fair. Fair play. Solid film. Yeah, yeah. Obscure reference, but yeah, no. I like it. Appreciate Brad, it. You, Brad, have you seen Rookie of the Year? Brad's disappeared from the show. Looks He's like gone. I'm taking over his host. <laughs> we might have lost Brad. Sorry, away. I'm on mute again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was coughing a lung up. Um, yeah, no, I've seen that. It's the baseball one, isn't it? Uh, where it the kid's the... arm gets kind of connected and it's wound up tight or something like that. And it yeah. throws it like a rocket or whatever. Yeah. 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 But I've decided I... that kid is actually Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> We should we should dig that picture up and have a look and just see see if it actually looks like him. It could be, you know. Do you know what that, that kid? The only other film I can remember from he's the guy out of American Pie, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, he's one. He's like the boring one out of American Pie that ends up with Tara Reid. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, I've not yeah. seen. I've not. I've I've not seen that uh, rookie of the year for thought, a long time. Oh, I thought you were going to say I've not seen American Pie then. I know oh, I've I seen American Pie. God, yeah. Yeah. Everyone loves a teen movie. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've seen that. Um, go back and watch it and realise it was actually kind of creepy. But let's. let's, let's oh, it, it, it would never be. Pop- it would never be aired now, would it? Speaking <laughs> wouldn't of pop be, culture, it wouldn't be made now. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of pop culture, and yeah. it's got it's got a slight ref, um, reference, I suppose. But I know what that Dave's going to say. But Brad, um, you know the Ariana Grande video. Thank you, next. You must have watched it. I've not seen it. Okay, I've heard. I've heard. I've heard about it, but I. Um, the only time I've ever seen Ariana Grande is when my uh, my son and my daughter watch it on. Um, they watch what do you call it? it? <laughs> no, no. Well, they watch. Oh, what do they call it again? Oh, I forgot what it's called. It's on Nickelodeon. There's some Nickelodeon okay. things on that. Okay, um, I was I was just wondering what your the favorite films or was out the the three that are referenced in her her latest video out of Mean Girls, Bring It On, and uh, Legally Blonde. What would you oh, say is right. your favorite? Uh, I like Legally Blonde actually. Do you? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Pretty sucker cool. for Bring It On, even though I really enjoy Mean Girls. I'm not gonna lie. Really? It's bring it. Wow. It's, it's Bring It On in like a dancing one. Yeah, it's a cheerleader film with um, Kirsten Dunst and Elijah Dishku. Um, it's like a guilty pleasure of mine. I'm not gonna lie. I might have to watch that. I'll for for uh, reference purposes, you know, research purposes. I might have to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we're talking off football again. We do this all the time. Um, we finished talking about the Raiders game, but let's let's look at the um, the games around us in the AFC because, uh, like you said, everybody else won. We we won as well. And who is looking as the biggest threat at the minute? Is it actually the Chargers? The Chargers. It's yeah, but, the Chargers. Yeah, no, I mean in in the AFC West it is. Yeah, but no, I mean that, in the AFC. For, I think for, really? Say, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we've obviously currently got the head-to-head advantage and I think even if we lose to the Chargers um, we still have I believe the divisional um, uh, the divisional tiebreaker so we have to drop two games on the Chargers but the way they're playing at the minute just like we can't afford. Like we've got the Ravens next week, the Seahawks a couple of weeks after that. They're both not gimmies. 
um, no. with the way those two teams are, are playing at the minute. Um, so we really can't afford to uh, to take our foot off the gas. I think, obviously, with Pittsburgh losing last night, you'd have to say that it'd take a lot for them to to leapfrog us now. Um, obviously, we can never overlook the Patriots. Obviously, they're, they're only a game behind us and have the tiebreaker. Um, so you you would think so, but as I say, for me, it's just the way that the Chargers are playing. Um, I know the Texans are on this crazy win streak, and their defense looks good, but I'm I just don't know. There's just something I can't place about the Texans where I just I don't think they're quite there yet. Mm-hmm. I think they're they're very good, and they've taken advantage of a. Uh, average schedule yeah to don't don't get me wrong they're playing very well but you know compare it to the schedule that we've had to face and a a few others have had to face this year and um it's certainly nowhere near as challenging um i think and uh you know with that dumpster fire division they have you kind of you know i'd wish to have um, with how Jacksonville and uh, Tennessee and the Colts have played at times this year, to yeah. played games like that rather than having to play the Chargers and the Broncos the, twice uh, each. The, the Chargers have got the Bengals next, which is pretty much a gimme, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah you would think so. So they, they, they're gonna they're gonna definitely have that uh, that that as a win. So the Chiefs really need a win against the Ravens to keep the, that that pressure going before they actually meet the following. Is it Thursday or Friday? Yeah, yeah Thursday. It's, Thursday. Uh, it's Friday to us though. For me, it's not the Chargers. Um, I do re- respect the way they're playing, and their win last night was phenomenal, um, becoming the first team ever to win in Pittsburgh after going 14 points to- down. Mm. Um, as apparently, it's like over 200 games or something like that. Um, really? So, yeah, so that, that's a, a terrific win, and it is. But I look at their schedule. They've got to come to Arrowhead. They've got to play the Ravens, and they've got to go to Denver, who are all of a sudden looking like a the hot yeah. team going in They're and they only the and they only beat them a couple of weeks ago. For me it's the Patriots. It's always the Patriots. Um the Patriots look like the Patriots again. Like they've played terribly at points this season, but they're still winning games. Yesterday Minnesota was meant to go into Foxborough and give them a game. They did anything but okay it was tied for a little while, but really the Patriots didn't struggle with the Vikings. The Patriots aren't losing another game this season. Yeah, um, simple as that. In their division, I know we we're talking about the AFC South being a dumpster fire a second ago. Well, their division's even worse, and yeah. their their last four games are the Dolphins, the Steelers, who they always beat, uh, the Bills, and the Jets. I don't uh, think they beat the Steelers this time. They always beat the Steelers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, they do. It, like, yeah. it just happens that way. Like so many times, you think, oh, the Steelers might beat the Patriots this time. The Steelers are going to take the number one seed in the AFC. And then Jesse James gets ruled not a catch, and it doesn't happen. The Patriots so, always find a way. Do you want to know to the sad the thing? That it I'm means right. what? That I'm right. <laughs> well, <laughs> that is a sad it's, thing. It's, yeah. it's not that, but it's also the fact that it means with likely, you know, p- providing the other playoff game, you, you know, say the the uh, the Patriots and the Texans take care of business. Um, the likely first round playoff game for the Chiefs if they were to get the the one seed would be against the Steelers or the Chargers mm-hmm. I just honestly 
I, I really hope the Chargers beat the Steelers if it comes to that because just screw playing the Steelers in the playoffs. I can't be oh, dealing with that. I hate playing the Steelers in the playoffs. Hate it. Yeah, I'd rather I, play the Chargers. I think the AFC playoffs is destined to be a shootout. Um, regardless, like the NFC playoffs look a bit more straightforward. You would say it's just any of the Rams or the Saints. Um, I'd be very surprised if that wasn't the NFC Championship game. Um, mm. But the AFC, with the teams that are going to be in, maybe bar Denver or the Ravens, are just high powered. And you're yeah. you're talking about forty to thirty-five, fifty to forty-five type games. There's going to be no defense played in the AFC playoffs whatsoever. Um, so for me, I, I think the Chiefs may win out. I just think they will. Um, now they've got this win out the way. They've got the Kareem Hunt story over and done with. They've bought in Chark Andrick West. They've yeah. bought in a friendly face Sounds again. Good, yeah, they've got Spencer Ware's going to have a full week of practice in. Damian Williams, or was it? Yeah, it was Damian Williams, wasn't it? Or was it Daryl? No, it was Damian that played yesterday. Number 26. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damian, <laughs> yeah. So, so many Williams. He looked pretty good yesterday. They're all going to get a full week of practice again. Um, and I, I think the Chiefs will do this. They, I think what the biggest factor with it all is the fact that the three of the last four are, are at Arrowhead. Yeah. And yeah. Arrowhead in December is a nightmare for opposing teams. And two of the games, or one of the games, is going to be in prime time, arguably the biggest game. So I think the Chiefs do it. I think the Chiefs have to do it as well. They, 14 and 2 will be the only record that gets them the number one seed because 13 and 3 just isn't going to do it. Mm. Either the, the Patriots or the Texans are going to end up with 13 and 3 records. And both of them. Do we have the head to head over the Texans? I don't know because we we haven't played them. The the Texans, uh, if both teams win out and Mm. then. Sorry, if the Texans win out and the Chiefs lose a game, then the Texans would have the head to head. What would they have? I think it's it's conference. I think think it's conference, but that's what I've read this weekend that the Texans would hold. Yeah, I think. Because I know we've lost to the Rams, who are out of conference, Mm -hmm. and the Patriots. And I know the Texans have lost to the Patriots already so we both have one loss in conference and I don't know who the Texans or the two losses are against I'm, I'm completely at a loss I know they lost three of the first four but I, I don't know it's, it's such a funny one isn't it because the, when they were 0-3 no one was looking at the Texans no one really cared about the Texans and no one really cared about the Texans when they were 6-3 it's only this no. last week or so that anyone's decided to take <laughs> I say, I think part of the problem is just because of who they've played, that they haven't really played. I mean, you know, it's not meant to be a slight on the Texans, but it's kind of been a case of like, look at the Chiefs' schedule so far. Look at the teams that they've played. Their two losses have come against the Patriots and the Rams, who've lost the combined four games all season. You know, it 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 kind of just they don't come into the conversation because. I say you, you kind of you would expect them to win in that division after Jack Jacksonville just fell apart. You know, the Colts have while look looks a lot better now are not quite there yet. You know, they don't quite have the playmakers on offense to really you know help look out even though he's trying his best to do it all on his own. Um and the Titans, I can't figure out one week from the next. One minute they look really good, the next minute they look terrible, and I can't figure out whether that team's actually good or not. Um, so it's kind of, yeah, you, you expect them to win that division. You expect them to win games, you know, at the minute based on how they're, how they're playing. 
but until they come up against, you know, one of the other elite teams in the AFC, you, you kind of find it hard to place the charge, uh, the Texans. It's kind of like the Chargers a few weeks ago, until they, you know, until they played um, the Steelers, and um, it was you're kind of not sure where they stood because their two losses had come against, you know, the Chiefs and the Rams, and then they beaten all the so-so teams that they played on their schedule so far. So, yeah, it's that's that's why I think people are probably, I don't know, want to say sleeping on the Texans. It's hard to sleep on a team that's won as many games in a row as they have. But I, I, I think that's why people are not quite sure where to place them at the minute. I've just had a little play around with um, the AS, ESPN playoff machine as you were talking. And the, the scenario is, um, should the Chiefs lose one of their four games to an AFC <coughs> team, then the Sorry. Texans will hold, hold the tiebreaker. Yeah. Yeah. But should they finish on equal record and the, the, the one loss comes against the Seahawks, right. obviously an NFC team, then the Chiefs would hold the tiebreaker. Okay. I don't know, really? I don't know what it goes into, like what I it ends up Common opponents. Into, but but um, I don't know what the common opponents would be, to be perfectly honest. So yeah, if the Chiefs are to lose any game this season, um, the Seahawks is the one we can afford, even though I don't think we'd be able to afford it because of the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, the, the out-of-conference games are the ones that hurt you less when it comes to tiebreakers in the, in the long run, usually, unless, you know, it's in division. Um, so yeah, it's certainly... I think going to be interesting to see how that that unfolds over the next couple of weeks. With obviously, I think you've got the Ravens have got to play the Chiefs and the Chargers. The the Steelers have got to play, play the Patriots. Um, we've obviously got to play the Ravens, the Seahawks, and the Chargers. So you know, there's there's quite a few big games coming up, and I think games that are going to decide where where the chips fall as regards to playoff seedings because as I say I think outside of that last playoff spot in the AFC the other five are pretty much set in stone barring complete disaster yeah but it doesn't I, matter because we've got Big Dick Pat so we're going to be fine Big Dick Pat <laughs> is that his new nickname it's not Showtime anymore it is, it's a nickname I keep seeing on Twitter and I think it's brilliant Big Dick Pat <laughs> yeah. come from Big Dick Nick from last year for the Eagles, um, I don't I don't know how it's got linked to Pat Mahomes, but yeah, what else? It's always it's always from your mouth, isn't it, Tom? Uh, apologies. <laughs> Trying to clean this up, mate. Come on. <laughs> uh, right, okay, that's 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 been a nice little chat there. Nice of you to join us as well, Dave. Yeah, I'll, yeah. It's you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Pleasure. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, Right, well that's it for this week's podcast. Um, contact contact us with your comments about the topics we've discussed on Facebook or Twitter, which is at KCChiefs underscore UK. And from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. Bye.